0: Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. And your dreams over me
1: are bigger than my own. Where we talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over
0: us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride. Because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome to Girl, Water, Your Grass. We are the most excited this week to have some very, very special guests with us. Um, So you may know Hillsong. Um, but th- the people behind that are just an amazing couple that we can't wait to share their story about how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast. Yes,
1: welcome, Jordan and Mia. Yes, so, Jordan and Mia.
0: Sorry, I didn't even see your names. <laughs> Mia and Jordan. So, so I
1: first I first heard Mia sharing her story uh, a couple of years ago. A friend of mine sent me a podcast and said, Hey, you need to hear this. And It was just so touching and it was, it was, it brought so much hope for where I was in that season. Um, But then it also, I passed it on to some friends who were struggling with infertility. I passed on with some friends who were struggling with different areas of just trusting that God was working in their lives. And, and to me, that's so much of your guys' story is that God's working behind the scenes that he's doing amazing things, even when it seems like there's no movement. And so we would just love if you guys would share, you know, who are you guys? What's your story? How did you meet and how did God orchestrate just this beautiful uh, marriage and, and the fruit that's coming from that? We know that you guys do so much um, putting such goodness out there and you guys are in Nashville, my hometown, which I love. We love Nashville. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> welcome
2: and would love to hear. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, I've been living in Nashville for twelve years. Um, I moved over from I was in Sydney, and then I moved over twelve years ago. Um, and now, what know,
0: brought you? Why did you move to Nashville?
2: I write music for a living, and so I was writing for a record label. And um, it's just a really long commute to work if you're coming from <laughs> Nashville. So quite an expensive commute. So, um, so I I was kind of coming back and forward for years, but then I ended up just feeling like it was time to move to mm-hmm. Nashville. And here's a funny thing. I've actually, you know, we're going to talk about how we met and everything. I've actually never even dated an Australian uh, in my whole life. I've always dated Americans. Cause I think maybe God just knew that I was going to, you know, well, he did know. That's was- so <laughs> interesting. You know, so, um, so I guess where do you want? where do you want to start? Like, yeah,
3: so, and Jordan,
2: uh, do you want to say where you're from?
3: Yes. Thank you. Um, uh, I've lived here for about 12 years and I'm from Virginia. And um, I, since I was a kid, I drove through this area and Nashville because my dad's whole side of the family is from Nashville area. So we mm-hmm. used to come here a lot when I was a kid to visit mm-hmm. this family. And I always, I always remember just looking at the skyline and thinking, uh, the city's calling my name. And wow. I actually, uh, right before I moved here and I was working in Virginia, I just got this thing in my spirit where I thought I just have to move to Nashville. And I actually didn't even have a job or anything. I sold everything I owned, packed it in my SUV, drove here. I had a friend of a friend who was out of town and let me crash on their couch for a week. And then in oh that week, gosh. I got a job um, as a city planner, uh, different um, uh, municipality than I'm at now. Now I'm with the city of Nashville. I uh, was working for a city just right outside of Nashville. But everything sort of came into place. And then same with Mia. Honestly, um, when I was maybe in my 20s, somebody had sent me like a video or something or a poster or something. With, oh, it was, DVD. It was a, yeah. Where <laughs> I just remember seeing her. She was blonde then, and yeah. thinking, I'm going to marry that girl. And so.
2: Which I thought what? was really funny. <laughs> no like, <you're> way. <laughs> when I discovered that like a lot later on. Like he kind of was like, wait a second. You were at Hillsong, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I think I've seen you on a DVD. And I'm like, well, it would have been a flash in the pan, like because I mostly just write songs. Yeah. But um, yeah. I just
3: remember seeing her and thinking, yeah, that's, that's in the same the, way. You,
0: you literally thought I'm gonna marry that girl. Yeah,
3: it wasn't the kind of girl. It was like that's that's, that's, the, girl. that's, that's the girl. In the same way that the, the skyline of Nashville was calling the name. So all that to say, she and I have very different personalities, in that. And we work well together. I'm fine to like take the long road. I just know that stuff's going to happen.
2: Yeah. I'm like like, contend for it and make it happen.
3: Right. Yes.
2: Totally get that.
3: (laughs) She she can, you know. I
2: don't take no from an answer from God, especially if it's like something that he said. I'll go back again and again and be like, yeah, but you said, you know? And I'm like the sort of, I'm like a lawyer for the kingdom, like where I'll (laughs) gather evidence and um and present my case in the courts of heaven and be like listen like i've got this promise you said this you said yes. this like we i stepped out in faith and did this and you know i'm never trying to like manipulate god but i am like i am appealing to him as a father and i'm always appealing to him as mm. as the one who spoke the promise in the first place mm. and i think um just as a side note i've had so many girls reach out in and, and, and say well like you know, I listen to your pod, the, the podcast. I say your podcast. I literally have spoken the message once, and I and people ask me to speak it again, and I say, no, just go listen to the old one. Like I'm, I'm on to new testimonies now, yeah. um, which I think is funny. Like we can take a moment and make a, a monument out of it, and then build a whole ministry out of it. And I think that God's just calling us always to just mm. grow glory, glory, strength to strength. Mm. So I don't know, like I. I, don't know, I, I just Well, to- I love
0: I love what you're saying because I think so many times we're like, well, God's not doing anything, but like like you're saying, we have to ask. Like He tells us, "Asking you shall receive," right? right. And, and you have and to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's-
2: totally. And I think you just got to, you know, it's it's funny because I had a moment in like, you know, in like a like everyone does in a season of waiting. You know, we're in a season of waiting at the moment um, on some things that God has spoken to us about, and that's the Christian journey. But like I, the, I think in the moments of waiting there's always an opportunity to like attach the promise of God to a Mm. specific circumstance or a specific outcome or something like that. And I just remember God saying like, my promise is good no matter what. My promise, I will do what I have said, whether it is this way or another way. I will do what I have said. And I think, you know, I get a lot of girls emailing me or messaging me saying like, well, like, I just know God spoke to me about this and blah, 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 and like, and I, and I, my response is always, you cannot speak your will over somebody else's will. And like, you have to go back to the promise of God. It has to be bigger than that person or that outcome or that job mm-hmm. or that um, IVF treatment. Or It has to be bigger than that. What did God say? Go back to the last thing that he said.
3: Yeah, totally. Um, and I think on the flip side of that, so you're really great at just like uh, for me in our marriage, you've been great at helping me like just say like enough is enough. Um, but on the other, t- on the other end of the spectrum, um, I've, I found in my life that everything that I feel is from God always happens as long as I don't give up. And I heard someone say once that like, typically our breakthrough, typically what happens is we get discouraged right before our breakthrough and then we yes. give up and that's how we don't get the breakthrough. But if we hang on and we don't give up and we keep contending, God will always come through. Right. Um, but, and we I feel like we've been able to help each other out. Yeah.
2: Like, Jerome's quite good at posturing himself in hope in a way that like rests in hope and just expects the best. And then I'm quite good at, at digging my heels in and.
3: Enough is enough.
2: And saying enough is enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's time. Like, what a great balance, a great yeah. team. Yeah. It's,
3: yeah. We are a good, we're team. A good team. We just yeah. visited my family the other day and my dad was like, the thing I've noticed about you two is you work as a team. Most, married couples don't like yeah, yeah.
2: that's the that's, thing,
0: that's the biggest compliment right yeah you to be a team i mean it's it's yeah. so true oh this is like it's so good it's, so, so tell guess, us how you met
2: yeah so i guess like you know every it's so funny because when you ask the boy how they met they would be like well i was like standing at church and i saw her and i thought i'd ask her out and the girl's like how do we meet it all started in the fifth grade you know <laughs> so true so let me give you like a long, like a lot, the, the fifth grade version. Um, I love it. But I think it's, I think that it's good to hear some backstory because especially in like an Instagram, social media, instant world, I think we see the fruit of people's lives or a, or a highlight reel of people's lives. We don't realize that there was like years and years of of working or years and years of believing, years and years of contending. And there's a whole backstory that we know nothing about, you know, so for me, I um, I had seen God move in every single area of my life in pretty powerful way. And, you know, when I was 14, I said, God, I want to write songs that go all around the world and tell people about you, and that is exactly mm-hmm. what he did for me, which is a miracle because I did not have the skill set to do it. My oh, first songs right. were rap songs and they were awful. Um, <laughs> and I played the tuba, which is not a helpful instrument when you're trying to write songs unless you're a cucumber um (laughs) writing for a kid show um so you know I'd seen God move in every area of my life except for this one area and it was the area of like relationship which was weird to me because I have I'm the sort of person that the friends that I have are like are incredibly God orchestrated and they're people they're all people that I've known for like 20 years and I've stayed in relationship for like 20 years but I hadn't seen God move in this area and Mm -hmm. It was the sort of thing where I was always like I would I would date someone for like a couple of weeks and then something really awful would happen. Like they would, you know, go and sleep with their ex-girlfriend or something, something crazy like that. Um, and strange. I would be like, What? Like and I think in my early years I I I expected that God would make it work out because I was doing all the right things and like doing it his way. But I remember God saying to me, well, are you doing it to get the outcome you want or are you doing it to please me? And that really hit me because I was like, wow, like, yeah, actually, I actually want to do it your way because it's the best way and to please you, not because I want what I want. Mm. Um, so but I just I would date someone for a month and then I just wouldn't have peace about it. And I, then I would, like, not date anyone for, like, three or four years. It would be like, welcome to the desert place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and. I had got to this point where I think, you know, I got to this point where I, you know, I moved to the South and I'm a Christian and I'm in church. And even when I moved here at 27, everyone was like, Are you married? And like, like Oh, we're going to get our intercession team on that for you. And it made me feel really crappy. Like, it made me feel oh, right. like there's nothing wrong with me. I'm, yeah. I'm single, I'm not desperate. Um, but I think, like, you know, just the culture in the South is people are married really young. So, you know, I got to 34 and like it looked pretty grim, like, and I think there's a lot of people that can, you can relate to that, like where, you know, the place you're standing in, the horizon looks pretty pretty bleak. Well, I remember God kind of talking to me in, our, in church one time and just saying, like, I want to heal um, the sickness with no name in your heart. And I was like, what are you talking about? And what he was talking about was this really deep disappointment where he said to me, like, you... You are expecting to be disappointed because that is what you have known, and mm-hmm. I won't disappoint you. But you have to change your filter because you can't even see what I'm trying to do in your life because you're looking mm. through a lens of disappointment. So for me, like meeting John, really started there, where God God first was healing like a disappointment in me, and then He took me on this whole journey where He gave me a promise and walked it out with me. Mm. So I was, um, you know, you just talked about like. We don't ask god and i think god wants to have a conversation with us he says he knows the plans he has for us and half the time we don't even bother asking him what they are Mm. so i was in church one time and i said god i'm going to keep trusting you in this area and i don't feel like disappointed anymore i feel expectant. i feel hopeful but also like it's not looking like there's anything moving so like would you let me in on what you're going to do and i had this vision of a furniture warehouse where it was beautiful and God the Father was there and he and he said, you can pick anything you want. And there was all these one, one-off one pieces of furniture. And I remember, this is the short version, but I remember like in the vision, like walking around and kind of just not feeling peace about anything. And I, in the vision, I ended up going back to God, the Father and saying, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna pick something if, if you don't pick with me. And he gives me a hug in the vision and he says, you know, Mia, all of this stuff is good. I'm actually the one that created all of it. And so it's, everything has my fingerprints on it, but there are some things here that are better for you than other things. But if you really want me to pick with you and not everybody does, I will custom make it for you. And and then he said, but custom made things take a little bit longer than what's already here. Mm. Are you willing to wait a little bit longer? And I said, yes. And then the vision was over. Mm. And then I probably walked out another two years of, just holding on to this promise of, like, God is custom-making me something. God is doing something special for me and looking for the evidence of that, looking for, like, the evidence of what he was doing and how he was doing it and partnering with hope instead of partnering with disappointment. To the point Where, like, I would go to, like, the department store and I was in the department store one time and I felt discouraged, so I went and bought my favourite men's cologne. I just went and sniffed all the <laughs> cologne. That is amazing. <laughs> and I bought it because I thought, well, it's for somebody. So... I'll just get it. It's for someone. And, yeah, so I just started partnering with, like, with hope along the journey. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of a long story, but, I mean, there was moments where there's one time, like, where God said to me, it's in the mail. Like, in church I was in worship and God said, it's in the mail. And I was like, yes, it's in the mail. That means it's <laughs> on school. And then, like, months later nothing's happened. And I was like, what the heck? And I remember um, they were talking at church about the walls of Jericho and they say, like, the message was, what do you do when you when you hit your promise, but you're stuck, you know, and there's a wall. And, I, and they were like, you march around your promise. So I remember going home that night and marching around the mail building at my apartment complex. Because I was like, if it's in the mail, I'm going to like, I'm going to bring it down. And I'd love to say like that, like, you know, like one in the morning, I'm marching around the mail building. I'd love to say that like an angel visitation happened and then God was like, yes, I'm doing this. And then Joran like appeared out of thin air. But that's not what happened, like literally nothing happened. And But the next morning I woke up and I had two messages on my phone and one was from um, Brooke Fraser. And she said, this is so weird, but I had a dream about you last night and I was at your wedding. And then, and she's like, like, and I hadn't even like talked to her in a couple of months. So it was just kind of like random. And then I had another message on my phone from Jen Johnson. She said, hey, one of the girls in our team, Lindsay Strand had a dream about you last night. And the dream was like, we were at your wedding and like, you know, and so that was kind of a little confirmation. And I think if you're looking for God in in everything, you will find him. If you're looking for disappointment in everything, you will find it. Um, But all that to say, I kind of walked out this journey with God where God, detail for detail, had things along the journey for me that I could partner with or not partner with. Um, And to the point where there came a day where he said to me, there's nothing else you can do. Just rest in what I've said to you. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when God says rest, you think, oh, gosh, I'm going to I'm gonna really have to try to do that because, like, I know. Yes. But then sometimes when he says rest, you just, your heart goes, okay. Mm-hmm. And my heart went, okay. And then three hours later, I get um, this email and it says, you, you don't remember me, but two years ago I saw you at your church. And I've remembered you ever since. And I've moved away from Nashville. John had moved to like two and a half hours away. He goes, and I moved away from Nashville, but I've always still wanted to ask you about, so if you're open to it, I'd love to take you out this weekend. And like the Holy Spirit literally nudges me to go, see, I told you it was in the mail. And I was like, oh, wow, no, that's so funny. You're hilarious. That like, I've been marching around your computer, right? right? <laughs> um, so, and then, you know, then we went on, he came down and took me in a day. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much decided we're going to get married that night, and then
3: you were quite eager, weren't you? Love? Yeah,
2: I was quite eager. To marry <laughs> um, so it was—it
3: was actually I actually love that about her. Um, I think a lot of girls are told they should play like hard to get.
2: Yeah,
3: um, Or not necessarily games, but give the man something to work for, and it's true guys do like the challenge, but. Yeah what I loved about her was she was confident enough in herself to let me know she was interested oh, um, mm. yeah like so even the first time I saw her you asked how we met we met at church she walked past me and
2: we, she, we never even actually met we just saw each other at yeah church.
3: we just how she, did
0: you even have like did you just did you know her name no like, I, just, how did you know
2: her name?
3: I didn't know your name I didn't I, you, you we walked past each other and she kind of we, I walked past him and I saw of, him,
2: and then I did a double
3: take because I was yeah. She like, did <laughs> the hair flip, and I was like, "Oh, she's." I wasn't dude.
2: trying to do a hair flip. I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at that guy! He's like six two and good looking." Um, but you know what? It's, I had I had always been someone who. But I
3: love, sorry, I love the the directness and the eye contact, mm, and yes. like, hey, I'm, I'm without coming up to you and bombarding you. I'm gonna let you know. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> and I thought that was so attractive yeah. and mature mm. and just secure.
0: Yeah. We actually teach that. We teach that, that men think that one of the most attractive qualities in women is confidence. We teach that in yeah. a
3: course that we teach. That's it. That's
0: okay. Would theory. you echo that? It's true. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then on our first date, same thing, no games. You're just like, Hey, uh, you know, I, I don't remember what you said, but you, you let me know that like, if we yeah. weren't before we could not, I'll let you know the same thing in yeah. a joking way. You know, just like, oh, you want to marry me, don't you? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I think, like, girls sometimes, especially, you know, I talk to girls all the time, and they'll have these conversations, like, you know, well, I think he liked me because, like, you know, well, he did this, and, like, you know, we when we hang out in a group, he, like, and it's like this digging for something. and asking.
0: It's, mm. grasping.
2: it's grasping. And it's yeah. like anchored in hope, but it's also like, I just sometimes want to shake girls and go, believe me, if he's interested, you'll know about it. Yeah, but there's also right. a fine line between like girls that throw themselves at guys and like right. just are desperate for affirmation and will use anything to get, get that kind of affirmation and male attention and girls that are continually throwing out the friend card and i was probably the person that was always continually throwing out the friend card and mm-hmm. it was it's a defense mechanism because i'm like but well, no one's going to reject me as a friend but they might reject me as a romantic mm-hmm. option so mm-hmm. i was always throwing out the friend card and with you know with joran i just i just was like you know what i i think there's power in like, like getting to a place where you're you know i think vulnerability is willing to be hurt and I finally got to a place where I was, you know, I'm willing to be hurt, but I also got to a place where I was like, I can't just like smile at a guy. I want to let him know like, I'm not just, I'm like, yes, I'm smiling at you. I'm looking in, I'm looking in your eyes. So mm-hmm. I just turned around and smiled and held his gaze for just a little bit longer than necessary. And, that's, <laughs> that's that's <great>. awesome. <laughs> and you remember it probably. Doran, do you remember it? Oh yeah, of
3: course. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, once I so we had that interaction, um, I was cued into who she was because basically I I wasn't going to the church. Okay, so we go to the same church now, the Blonde Company. Yeah, but at the time I wasn't going to that church. He I was going even, to a I didn't even know actual. about it. Um, mm-hmm. And my buddy was inviting me to come to church once in a while, and so
2: yeah, our yeah. church then was on Tuesday night. So he was going to another church. like that's just a Sunday morning service, but. Yeah. Jordan was asking him to come on Tuesdays.
3: Yeah, so a buddy of mine was asking me to come once in a while, and every time I came, I would kind of see where she was. Really? Yeah. Huh.
2: <laughs> okay. You were
3: so, so He was always <laughs> rocking the, the the flannel shirt tied around the waist with a black like '80s band shirt yeah. and ripped jeans. Yeah, that was your look. I love
2: it. I love it. <laughs> That's how I look for a season. <laughs> Now those jeans don't fit, so. <laughs> it doesn't so. matter, right? <laughs> now, it's, now it's sweatpants and like, praise God for marriage. That's <laughs> right, that's right.
0: right. So so mm-hmm. you never, in those two years, she was always on your mind?
3: Yeah, so yeah, off and on. I got distracted a few times with some other girls, but <laughs> obviously-
2: Because enemies will always <laughs> send a the counterfeit. You know? <laughs> they were the blip on the radar, right?
3: Yeah yeah um but there was so um when i was a kid i used to work construction with this older guy and he gave me a lot of like really great life nuggets and one of them was spend a lot of time in your younger years praying for your spouse Mm -hmm. and the other thing he used to always say was when we rest god works and when we work god rests and so and i kind of think about that that's kind of how you are as well like you'll work 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 and then stop And then rest, and that's usually when God moves. That's usually when I get it. And so Mm -hmm. I would spend a lot. I love the outdoors, and even as a kid, I would just go and drive out into the mountains and find a creek or river, and just sit by it. And I would pray a lot, and I would pray for my life and my future spouse. And so during the time between when I saw her initially at church and then asked her Mm -hmm. out, I whenever I would feel discouraged, I would go out to this field by my house and just walk the property line and just pray. And that's when I started getting more images of her in my head Um, and I didn't have, all I had to go go off of was like the few times that I had seen you at church. But I just, you just, whenever I'd pray for a spouse, she'd come to mind. Um, which which makes it even crazier once I found out she was the same girl from that DVD.
2: That is wild. So, yeah. And That's it makes cool. it even crazier when you realize like that he would go out and walk a field, but my name is Mia Fields, which means my fields. And Joran's name actually means farmer, which is kind of fun.
0: Whoa. <laughs> there is... Oh I my gosh. the father of details. He is such a father of details. Yes. Father of details. And hmm. you know it's just so cool to connect those dots and just... Yep. I mean, I'm always mind blown. I don't know why, because I'm always mind blown. So why should I be mind blown again? But, you know, it's, he's such a father of details and all those things are so connected. And nothing is just happenstance. Everything matters and everything is for a purpose. And, and he's it's just
2: hes so intentional, you know? He's, he's so intentional. He's so intentional. When you, when you look for what he's doing and you say, God, I want to do this with you. I want to partner with what you're doing. I want to go where you're going. I want you to be so involved you realize how intentional and how incredibly kind God wants to be with us. Like, you know, we, we live in such a, I think sometimes we live in like a bit of a, like a, a Christian culture that says it's not about you. It's not about you. And I'm like, good luck making it about you. If you try, look, Jesus is the center. Jesus is the, the yeah. whole the main thing. You can't make yourself, even the Beatles couldn't make themselves bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I think like, I think that's a wrong mentality. Like I think, Yes, it's all about Jesus, but I also go like He is so for you, and He's so interested in the details of your life, and He's so interested in orchestrating a story where it was obvious that He was He was the one who was in the middle. He was the author and the perfecter. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that we just we include Him and use Him as a banner sometimes for for aspects of life. Like, look what God did, and I'm like, yeah, but did God do it or did you do it? Because mm-hmm. the fruit looks like you did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talk
0: a lot about ungodly self reliance too. Like, am am I really relying on him or am I having ungodly self reliance? And
2: when it's it's, a partnership, you know, like, you know, faith without works is dead. So, like, you can believe, like, I've got lots, you know, there's like the two extremes of like just doing everything in your own strength or just like always waiting on God. And God's like, I'm waiting on you, move, do something. And steer a parked car, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think, you know,
1: and sometimes it's almost like we, we pray for things, but we don't, there's not actually the, the belief that God's going to do it. So we also just sit in a disappointment. We don't actually move or take action on anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, I'm just going to trust God, but I'm also not going to leave my house. <laughs>
2: right. you know? And, well, it can and- be like a mentality of like, like theoretically, I know God can. Right. And then maybe I get to a place where I know God will eventually. Yeah. Um, but man, to be in a posture of, I know God wants to, that's a whole mm-hmm. different thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that with that, the idea of God wants you, because one of the things which you just said that really stood out to me was even just this idea of like, like God's so kind, you know, I think, I think we, we know that many people know that, okay, we have, we have a father mm-hmm. and we hear that. Yeah, God's good. God's good. But I don't think they actually believe like, yeah, but he's kind, which speaks yeah. of almost like a heart experience mm-hmm. of that, which is such a different, um, it, it's a different lens
0: really is and you know i i just think god always works last minute that's how i've always seen in our life because that's where faith comes in if he doesn't you know you have to get to the point where you're like it's all you buddy because i can't do this and it's just he always works last minute
3: i feel like we've had to really uh contend and dig our heels in for everything that comes to us yeah i have a lot of just like i said like i have a lot of just faith where I just believe stuff's going to happen eventually all my prayers get answered um and because you know I know God's my friend and he'll do it but I feel like a lot of the things that we've had to believe for as a couple we've had to really contend for and then and Mia reminded me the other day she said well you know I did I asked God when I was younger that I would have a story in every aspect of my life dang it Mia I know
2: I should have said I should have been the kid that was praying God just I just want it really easy like no don't stretch me like is that don't I shouldn't have prayed Javier's prayer? I shouldn't have prayed any, but like, um, and it. like. But I mean, it's it's funny. I was well, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and like they were like, you know, I'm just really asking that God would give me more faith. And I, they didn't really like my answer, but I said, <laughs> I said like God's not going to give you any more faith because you're obviously not using the faith that you have. And I mm-hmm. said, don't like everyone has been given a measure of faith. And they said, well, like well, you've got like you've got such a huge faith gift. And I said. Yeah, but it didn't start out huge. Like I, it started out like this big. And I just, I, I learned to be convinced that God was going to do what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. You know, it started with one thing. It doesn't get easier. Yeah, and That's it doesn't right. get easier. Like,
3: But you're also great at, we're getting off tracks, sorry, but- you, there
2: the is thing. no track. We're okay,
3: good. Here. I think, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, I feel like if there's one, you've taught me a lot of things. You've um, taught me a lot of things, uh, love. the one thing i'd say that you've taught me more than anything is stewardship and so yes i know god will always come through yes it's not based off what we do but there is something powerful to doing what's necessary to see that promise fulfilled and i feel like you're really great at that so like if you uh, you know you can't you can pray for a clean house but you have to clean your house
2: yeah Yeah. right Well, you can pray for the right friends, but you are got to be friendly,
3: you know? Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a, what is you had a car once and it was.
2: Oh, I had a terrible car. This is a great story. So I was believing God for like, I'd I'd never had a new car in my life. I was probably like 27, 28. And I, no, hang on. I was older than that. I would have been like 29 or 30. And like, I had never had a new car and in my whole life. Cause I just, we just grew up quite poor. And like, you know, I had to buy my first car myself. So I was working for $6 an hour, missed my high school graduation. Cause I, I was like, I can only earn $36 towards my car or go to my high school graduation, but $36 gone out. <laughs> um, but I mean, I had this car when I first moved to Nashville it's what I could afford at the time. And it was like, um, I think it was like $3,000. And it was a 2000 Kia Sportage that someone had This old lady had owned she'd like kind of driven it down the road and back like 10 times so it was really low miles that thing literally was like i mean it was like the rattliest like if you started and the car would rattle like but it was like it drove really well but it would rattle the whole time but you have never seen a cleaner more like well looked after car like, that car was, like, I called it Barney because it was purple and it was old, so I was, like, it's a purple dinosaur. It's, like, dinosaur. yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> so um, but I, I took such good care of that car. And I remember when I first bought a new car, like, God gave me the, the money to, like, just buy a new car, like a brand-new car. And I remember buying a new car and like people being like oh well like oh your car's nice oh la, la. well you know like it looks new now and I and I thought no you don't know you don't know that I was a steward you know they they like people would say like oh you just got this new car and they assume like you just have like a ton of money or whatever and mm-hmm. it's easy in any area to assume that something was easy for someone because they now hold the fruit of it mm-hmm. and this is like a really silly example because it's a car who cares but okay but like, no but i I was a good steward and like those that can be trusted with little can be trusted with much, Mm -hmm. you know? So even like for those people listening who are believing God for like relationship, well, how are you studying the relationships you already have?
3: Right.
2: Mm -hmm. How how are you treating like the the men in your life? How are you treating the women in your life?
3: And I don't necessarily think God rewards good behavior or punishes us for bad behavior, but I do think there are, principles that God backs, and so sowing and reaping i think Mm -hmm. is a principle Mm -hmm. behind stewardship so like for example i used to always back into things um get speeding tickets like just i had so much just like this black cloud ever driving i I think i even took out a fire hydrant once you did (laughs) (laughs) but anyways all this stuff happens and when i when I started cleaning my car every week and Take washing it, it and taking care of it, all the problems went away. And I don't think it was God punishing me for not taking care of my car. I don't think it was God rewarding me. I think it's just a principle.
0: That's so good. It's just like, we make a list of what we want in a guy, but if you turn and look at that list, are you being that person? Right. Are you actually being what you want to find in someone? And if you, right. you know, a high tide raises all ships, you will bring in yeah. the tide. Whenever you raise yourself, that's, so, <laughs> such a good analogy
2: i think it's okay to be like you know to have things that you're like you that matter to you i think that stuff is is great honestly the best advice i ever got about what to look for in a spouse i think my mom told me because my mom got married kind of later as well she she got pregnant with triplets i'm a triplet she got pregnant with triplets when she was 22 you know 22 Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's wild triplets naturally
2: yeah, and she carried us for 38 weeks, and she was single. She was like a drug addict, and she um, got clean. And anyway, she ended up marrying my, um, my Sunday school teacher when I was nine, which was, like <laughs> worked out real well. Um, and he's the best dad on the planet. But all, all that to say, one of the best, best advice that I ever got was, I'm pretty sure it was her that said it. She said, look for someone who is committed to change, someone who deals with conflict well, and someone who knows how to communicate. And mm. I will say, John is actually probably a better communicator than I am. Like when, when he has like a conflict, he's actually way more in touch with his, you know, there's this stereotype of like women just have 45,000 words a day and men like bottle up their feelings. But I think, you know, that's just, stereotypes right because in our relationship John is probably the better communicator and he's way more in touch with his feelings than i am i don't and talk
3: about my feelings all the time but i just but I know he knows how to use them as a guy Yeah,
2: yeah. going on and how to say like hey like i think i think i maybe need to work through this or like hey like he's even very instinctive about hey are you, are you feeling okay because you seem like you're frustrated what's going on like he's really good at asking those mm-hmm. questions where I'm, I'm kind of better at pushing through and just being like, ah, I'm just going to do the laundry, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. We're like, when you say what's wrong, fine, fine. My, my husband always says, fine, it's not fine. That is not fine. We got to talk about that. Uh, I never say
2: fine. Like, I'll I'll say, I'll say.
3: Let me think on it.
2: I'll say, I'm, I'm frustrated. Just let me think on it. Because I don't <laughs> actually know what's wrong. Totally. Um, he, you know, if you set a drawing, like, what's wrong? He'll say, well, you know, like today this happened. And yes. It really made me feel like this, and I'm like, "How did you get there so fast? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, you- ama- that's amazing. I love that. So taught me a lot about like mm. not ignoring. I think you know sometimes in a faith culture and being like someone who is a faith person, yeah, it's it can be easy for me to ignore feelings completely. Totally, there is power in acknowledging the feelings, but still like reaching for with the truth of God in it and and the God principle in it. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel downcast, I feel heavy, but I'm gonna throw off heaviness and put on like praise, you know? Yeah. So I think, but, but I think he's been good at helping me connect with that. Like, so all that to say, I married somebody who's a great communicator Yes. I married somebody who deals with conflict well. He's always the first to say sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the first to act sorry, but he's the first to actually say it. And so he has like gotten he has gotten me in a better habit of yes. don't just be sorry and like change. Make sure that you communicate it as well. Yes. So
3: yeah. If you want if you want someone to say sorry, you have to say it first, usually. Right.
0: And most problems, I think, are really are miscommunication. So if you can tell. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, yeah. 95% of them yeah. will go away, you know? Well, and even just that, it's funny because so I'm dating someone and
1: he sounds very similar to you, Jordan, that like, he is so aware of, you know, what he's feeling, what he's thinking. And it, you know, there's just an awareness of what's going on, you know, like, like mm-hmm. self-awareness aspect. And I'm definitely Mia, more like you of i just, you know, I will push through things and keep going. And sometimes like, well, you know, how are you feeling about something? And I may not even be able to identify it in the moment. Oh yeah. I'll oh. tell you in
2: about a year, I'll just stop crying. Totally. Start
1: yeah. A year. Well, so, yeah. Like, oh, I think it was that thing that happened a year yeah. ago. He's like, Maria, why didn't, why didn't you tell me that like six months ago? I'm like, I didn't know because ah, I didn't know six months ago. Well, and no. I think
0: sometimes it's people yeah. of faith. Sometimes yeah. we're tempted to be like, I'm just going to pray through it or God will take care of it. But we have to remember that. God made us human first and human formation actually has to come It precedes spiritual formation, right? So until we're humanly formed, which is a constant journey, we can't actually receive the love that God has for us. And I think sometimes as people of faith, we sometimes don't realize the importance of, you know, feeding the body, mind and soul and being completely formed right. as human in order to be able to receive all that he has for us.
2: Right.
3: Totally. And we're
2: all just different. We're different personalities. Yeah. And like, there's just, if you can like, you know, I, it's funny because God doesn't actually spit, speak a lot in the Bible about like, like find your identity, find your identity. He he just doesn't. He says find me, yes. And like when you find Him, you'll see a reflection of like who you're meant to be. Yeah. God doesn't even tell you who you're not and where you can work, what you can work mm-hmm. on. He says so often the Holy Spirit says to me like who I am, yes. you know, and that's the way He convicts me. He says like you you know, when I'm being like. Like frustrated or like short with someone, he goes, "Look, you're a patient person," and I'm like, "Mm." "Okay." (laughs) So I think as well, like just like learning, learning to like love each other's differences and learn from each other's differences. Like we joke, we joke all the time that we've swapped personalities um, because I've become, you know, way more um, of a researcher and way more analytical, and he's become way more of a challenger and And way more like, like, we're just going to get it done, you know? So, which is beautiful. You're both up leveling each other, which is
0: all to make each other better. You know, like Mm -hmm. the whole point of marriage is to get, get each other to heaven. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's good. Okay. So I love in your story that you're waiting on this journey and you're just like, you, that joran's way is that i just pray and expect it's going to happen and that's kind of been your journey of meeting him of like coming to this place of like just surrender and it's going to happen it's like that is actually the man that god brought to, it's just like all connected Uh-oh. to me from the macro view it's just so amazing and it just i want to know what how did you actually get a hold of her like i know this pretty girl at church that i think i'm yeah. gonna marry like her name's mia yeah
3: <laughs> I don't So know. um one day i was i went hiking with a buddy and we went out for lunch afterward and something just came over me. It's nothing I did just all of a sudden, I just got this feeling in my spirit. Remember that girl from church, Mia, you need to ask her out right now. And mm. it just, it, it just came over me. Um, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. But just to make sure that I followed through, I made a little bet with my buddy because he had this girl, he had a, his eye on. And I said, let's both ask these our respected females out and see what happens, and um, his turned him down. But Mia said yes. But I said yes.
2: So, so did you, ha- you just like uh, got her email address?
3: No, so I. So I, it was
2: like Facebook Messenger. So he I pulled you
3: up- on Facebook. No, I'm just joking. Um,
2: <laughs> so he <laughs> I, does come from social media.
3: <laughs> no, so I I just looked her up on Facebook, yeah. and, and I did enough stalking to figure out if she was dating anybody. And I was like, she made a joke about how she would be a great wife because she's. Did something in the kitchen or something. I don't know what it was. It was funny. I don't know, I
2: made but, a or something. Yeah. And I was
3: like, okay. So I. Um, oh, no,
2: I made a joke about I'd be a great wife because you'll eat toast for dinner. Like, <laughs> I, I think I was. I true story. Yeah. Trunk,
3: crumpets. Crumpets. Oh, I do love crumpets. <laughs>
2: um, and only just discovered, it, like, in the last year or two that I actually can cook because I actually, I hate, I don't hate cooking. I just don't love the whole process, like, going to the grocery store and yeah. it takes so long. And But, like, since we, we just built our, um, our kind of, like, our dream house and the, because now it's, like, you know, the range is like, got a good exhaust, I'm willing to cook because I'm i not willing to have my house smell like a curry for five days. Totally. Um, but he's just discovered. He's, like, oh, my gosh, you can actually cook. And I'm, like, yeah, I'm from a chubby family. Of course I can cook.
3: <laughs> so, uh, I, yeah, I asked her on Facebook. So I just, I DMed her on her messenger what is it?
2: messenger yeah like, on facebook right now.
3: and uh yeah she wrote me back which also i love this about you i just said hey uh you know i want to take you on a date this weekend and she wrote me back immediately and she's just like she said i love your um initi- your, no, I love I you.
2: initiative you're i love
3: that you took initiative of course um where do you want to go and we we plan. yeah it was kind of brutal having to wait a week I should have thought that through more.
2: No, I was like, yes. I was like waiting. It was good for me because, you know, I'd had so many experiences where everything's going great and like it's all about to happen, and then like some random girl just comes and swoops in. (laughs) That has happened to me. Thank Thank goodness they they did. did. Thank goodness they did. And I'm like always like, like my experience of like, Mm. literally Jezebel is always on my tail. What
3: the heck?
2: Like, um, (laughs) but it was funny because like it's actually good for me because it gave me an opportunity to believe like I had an opportunity in that week to, to like, like start to already partner with like disappointment again and Um, in in a way to protect myself in case it didn't work out. Because my experience was the guy asks you out and then, you know, Saturday night rolls around and he doesn't show up. And like, I just, it was good for me because I, that I had a whole week to be like, you know what? I'm not entertaining that. And I just got Mm -hmm. hope whole week and you got excited the whole week wow. and just believed the best the whole week hmm. and then when we went on a date someone told me to wear a red dress on a date and <clears throat> they said apparently statistically <laughs> it's the most memorable thing you can wear <laughs> well, I that's great I love it <laughs> not to be like i'm not encouraging girls to be manipulative but like i look good in red anyway so i wore yeah. red dress <laughs> yeah. i love it and i bet you remember it don't you i do i still have the dress it doesn't fit but i um i still have it and
3: then, this might not be inspiring, but you have time for a, a quick Totally. Comment. You guys
2: okay. are fantastic.
3: So I, when I first picked her up, she opened the door and all I could smell was um, like game air fresheners. It was so strong. And I later found out that she had one stuck in every single socket in, of her entire house.
2: Well, like in about five sockets in my house, but it was an apartment, so it wasn't <laughs> right. overkill. Totally.
3: So, um, I remember thinking like, okay, we'll, we'll have to work on that when we get married. <laughs> uh so then before we got married i was like hey babe the you one thing, uh, the one thing i'm asking is that you take the all of the glade plugins out she said just a few and i was like none i can't i can't handle it so um because it was getting to the point where everything i wore smelled like it yeah my
2: food tasted like glade it was she like-
3: would make me food and it would de- taste like glade plugins yeah. so then we went on our honeymoon and
2: well, we had we were, we were coming back to live in that apartment. Yeah, we were building but a house. Two were building a
3: yeah. House. So I was like, I was just looking forward. And I was like, she's got the glade plugins that have been taken out. This is all great. So we, I get in and I smelled something. I was like, oh my gosh, she's still got a glade plug in it. And there
2: was one underneath the, And the I turned seat. around and
3: I looked at her. She goes, just one. And I lost it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm ashamed to say I lost it. But
2: then, tell and then
3: so what? yeah, I lost it. So then about a week later, So she takes it out and then about a week later, I wake up in the middle of the night and it smells like somebody had like taken like tandoori chicken grease and poured it down the drain. It it
2: smelled like someone had dumped chicken tikka masala in the air vents.
3: There was a family that lived upstairs and apparently they just cook Indian food nonstop. And she didn't tell me that. But that's why she That had, was why
2: the Glade plugins.
3: And I had to apologize. So, so I was like, was, put, the, put the Glade plugins back in.
2: <laughs> that is so funny. So for a week, uh, for a week, like, for a week like, work, like, it was so funny when you woke people, goes, oh, God, what is that? And I go, now you know why the Glade plugins. <laughs> I love it. The Glade plugin. I stand the Glade plugin. That makes me want to puke. That is, that is amazing so funny i'm, I'm, I'm like, turned into a hippie yeah i'm like a diffuser Yay. <laughs> yeah that's right hey yeah that's right i love it, I love it. Like, got rid of anything with this like xenoestrogen or random stuff. <laughs> so good i love it that's all up my alley <laughs>
0: Maria is like the, the most holistic doula, natural granola, like
2: like TRS, like did like a heavy metal detox for like two years after that. Cause I'm like, we're going to get all the glade out of my system. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) That is so funny. So how long have y'all been married?
3: Five years.
2: Yeah. Five years this month. Okay.
0: So y'all, that's awesome. So you've been together, what, seven years or so? Oh
2: no, we got married in six months. We met and got married in six months.
0: I love it. So y'all literally knew that night, like we're going to get married. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And let me say this though. Knowing something doesn't mean you don't have to walk it out.
1: Absolutely. Like
2: you can, you can have a promise from God. You can have peace from God about something, about a business idea, you know, but you're still going to have to walk it out. Like, it's amazing to me how many people pray to get pregnant and then they get the miracle and complain the whole pregnancy. And I'm like, yeah, miracles are tough. You've got to walk it out, you know? Like people mm-hmm. like pray for a husband and then they get married and then they just shout at their husband the whole time or like just mm-hmm. live in like tension. And I'm like, like it's an opportunity to yes. like continue the story with God. But like, this is your miracle chapter and now continue the story and keep walking out your miracle. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that is up to you. You can do it with joy or you can do it with like angst. Yes. Yeah. But and I there's only, been always been like, on the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think one of those things Opens up the windows of heaven, and that's gratitude, you know. So yes. at least with us, like when you remember this, God did this for us, it makes you approach things differently. So one of the things, like with us, like we've never talked about ever, like threatened with like divorce. We've never ever, yeah, slept in separate beds for being angry. Mm-hmm. Like even if, like we've never slept in separate. Even if he's like absolutely. Sleeping. Even
3: when you had COVID.
2: Yeah, even if, when I had yeah. COVID, he was like sleeping. Yeah. Back, and then he got COVID Good. the next time, and I slept with him and. We just totally. keep passing it back and forward,
0: you know? Right. Uh, uh, I feel you. That's, I totally, we say that, like, that was one of our things before we got married. The D word is never allowed. It's not, you can't put it on the table. It's just no. it's not like, babe, you're stuck with me. I'm stuck with you. This is, we're yeah. getting through it together. And you're going to just even. accepting <laughs> that you're going to have struggles and yeah. we're we're hand in hand. We're backed. I love the um, image in your mind of a marriage. I think so many times people end up um, just culturally, we end up like tit for tat, like well, I watched him all week and now you got home. It's my turn to go have a girl's day or, you know, we do this. Like,
2: I think it's such a nonsense mentality. It's terrible. Like, it's it's like, terrible. Oh, like, oh, you're going to, you, like, yes, like being single is hard. Being married hard. Having kids is hard. You know what? There's hard things in every season. Yeah, yeah. And we can do hard things. Like, like maybe the issue is just that you're a complainy person, you know, like. Oh.
0: Just, and yeah. be great. But well, I love the analogy of that. A friend gave us one time of like, in marriage, you're back to back arms locked us at, you know, swords up. And that when you're, when you are weak, I'm strong and I've got your back. And, you know, because two people against each other are so much stronger. It's like red Rover, right? Like you just can't run through this and you're always going to have hard things and we can do hard things and we're better together. And it's just yeah. such a great marriage is such an opportunity to show the fruit of God right, if really. we allow it. And I just think we need more examples of beautiful marriages. And it's so marriage cool
2: to them. Awesome. Let me, I just want to disarm. Just, I think I had so many people tell me marriage is hard, like, well, like, blah, blah, blah. blah and I just was like, and even when we got married, we had so many people tell us, like, when the first year of marriage is brutal. What a load of nonsense! Like, yeah. what a load of nonsense! You're willing to
3: work on it. It's yeah,
2: it's hard if you're a selfish person. It's hard if you're like Is incredibly unwilling. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard if it's if, if you're someone who will not be patient, be kind, be not self-seeking. It's hard if it's those things. But to be honest, your life single and your relationship single will be hard if you're not those things anyway. Totally. So I don't know. Marriage is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Being single was awesome. I moved countries. Yes. Like I got to travel the world. Yeah. And now I get to like travel the world with my husband and like I was- my Best friend. Yeah, and honestly like having a best friend, like when, I'm, when I have to go away for like work, I sleep so badly. Because I don't have anyone in the bed tossing and turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you become
0: one. It's so true. And it's, You know, I, I love think it.
2: so often too, I think that there is this, this idea
1: of it's like, oh, well, this is so hard. Well, that's so hard. It's, it's someone like, well, once I get married, it won't be hard. Or once I'm married, this won't be hard. And it's like, there's hard in every single season.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's what you focus on. Like great. we focus great. on have fun marriages and we focus on how much we have to be grateful for. We focus love on, it. on Yeah. People like what God has said to us and holding to those things. And there's hard days, but like, totally. like, I don't mean like for us, there's not like, we don't really have hard days where we're like ticked off at each other for days. Like we just don't do that. We have a conversation about it and move on. Like mm-hmm. yeah.
3: so much of it is just moving past ungodly belief systems that we've, we've got in our system since we were a child. Totally. And in, <laughs> in society, even like I've noticed that when guys get around each other, they spin a lot of stereotypes about women that aren't true. Right. Most of it's it's misnomer, and right. somehow it's crept into our society. And when, and women, when do, women
2: get together, yeah. like they have a tendency to just complain about what, like, what yeah. their husband or their their significant other isn't, instead yeah. of like celebrating what they are. You know, like, mm-hmm. drives me crazy. The problem drives here, me nuts. Yeah, the problem mm-hmm. here is not like. Your spouse the problem here is like that you talk badly about people like and mm-hmm. that you look for the bad yeah you know, we just we have a thing in our marriage where we just we just won't hang out with sp- like spouses that yeah. talk about each other like crap
3: right that's so smart. Like, there's like this kind of ungodly belief that's crept in the society and i've noticed when i get around other men and they say things like well we, my wife doesn't want me to have friends and you can start to believe that but when i watch other couples at least the people that are in our life i feel like the opposite is true
2: yeah mm. and, so,
3: and so and like and i think maybe i believed that a little bit when we first got married yeah. because you would have concern for me hanging out with someone not because you were jealous or didn't want me to have friends but it was because you could see that this person wasn't a good influence
0: what, then, <laughs> a good <friend.
3: laughs> and,
2: she, and she wasn't
3: telling me not she you never have said like oh i don't want you hanging out with this person but she would sort of uh I'd be like, eh you know, kind of...
0: Which is good.
3: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let like me know. they don't her. bring
0: out the best in you,
2: right? right?
3: Let me know her thoughts on the situation, which I appreciate.
2: But then it's tough when, like, I think we're always, like, you don't want to make someone pay the tax on stuff they didn't even do, you know? And that's really tough. I think mm-hmm. marriage is a great healer. And Jordan has been incredibly healing for me about some things that, like, I couldn't even have got there on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been, like, incredibly he- healing for me and i'm going to be really honest just even like like physically i never felt like i was like the prettiest i always thought i was the funniest i always thought i was like like compelling i always thought right. i had like i was really good at my job but i never felt like a guy was gonna like look at me for being the prettiest you know right. Because i always had all these really hot supermodel friends and i was like why am i always becoming friends with supermodels this is the dumbest plan on the planet I'm like, um, you know what it, it kept me, yeah. me until this guy till Joran. Um, <laughs> but you know like you know he, he's been so healing for me in those areas so, you know he's been really healing for me in like I had a belief system that like, he, like people were trying to shut me down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I had a belief system even that like nobody really cared. Like, that nah. if I bought like how I really feel, no totally. one really has time for it. No one really cares. Cause I come from a family of five kids yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, the two, like my two sisters, they're a lot louder than I am and they're a lot more like, like energetic than I am. And John knows he's met them like, it's a pecking order in our family. Like when totally. you get the trips together, I seem like I'm confident and loud, but once you put me with, with my sisters, I'm kind of shy and quiet. We um, will get the grease. Yes. So, you know, so but he's been healing for me in those areas where he's helped to reverse a lie that like, mm-hmm. there's not space for me to share you know Mm -hmm. there's some areas for him where i've helped reverse the lie like the thing with the friends like as a kid you actually want
3: me to have really close i want you i want him to
2: have i know what the value of having really great friends because i have all these friendships that are like you know 20 years long totally it's been friendships that have had really good fruit in my life yes and i'm also a big believer of like you show me your friends and i'll show you destiny because 100 percent like sorry but like I just can't stand watching eagles hang out with turkeys. Like I'm like, oh yes. you're gonna yes. start scratching around like Great. In the you be up in the air. Like yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not that I didn't want him to have friends. It's just that I wanted him to see his own value and see like you you are here and they are here and that's fine, mm-hmm. but you can't be you can't be investing the same amount of time as though they were like, yeah, I right, because they're not wow. they're not elevating
1: how how he was. Yeah what would you say to what would you say has been kind of the most um growing space for you guys throughout this journey gosh
2: that's a good question
3: what do you mean growing space
2: i guess you know what
1: you a
0: person
2: yeah like what
1: areas have you guys really grown in as a result of kind of this journey with the lord to each other and then in your marriage and uh you know because marriage is i think you know i really believe one of the reasons god created marriage was this idea also of just it is a space of healing you know it is a space of, of helping to become who god creates you to be and to help get each other to heaven and so obviously you know get you guys like to have-
0: say it's a conduit for his grace just more of his grace in our life
3: yeah, yeah. We talk about that a lot and it's um it, marriage more than anything brings character development because mm-hmm. when you're single you're only accountable to yourself and you don't have anyone else Yeah, you're only
2: truly accountable to yourself. you know your
3: friends aren't living with you 24 7 watching all of your, your your every move and they're not yeah. close enough to see your and motives and way out. your I habits think... i mean to some some to some degree but not to the extent that marriage does and so yeah. you're able and we're both able to do this for each other where we're able to say hey i've noticed that you know when you're around this person you end up doing this, or I've noticed. Yeah, Jordan
2: that- would be like to me, like he would say, like, "Yes, you're good at friendships, and you have like some really long friendships." He was good for me at learning to like come out of false obligation on some things mm-hmm. and to have better boundaries about some things. Because my personality is, I can just push through endlessly, even if I'm exhausted. Like I've only got two modes of operation. I'm fine, and I can carry it in hospitalization. Like that's <laughs> kind of like my two extremes. Totally get that. <laughs> Yeah. like just saying like even little things like i know you've been friends with this person for ages but when you when you um get around them you become like a bit gossipy like and i was like oh my god i did not even realize that you're right so i just like pull back a little bit mm-hmm. but i think like i don't know like it's funny because i don't think marriage makes you, i don't know it doesn't i don't think marriage is meant to dull down your personality i think it's meant to make you a more a more um complete and a more whole version of who you are. Totally. And he, mm-hmm. John, has been incredibly good for me at that. The things that I, the areas I would say that like has been big growth areas for me is um I am like, I have zero problem with confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about it and move on. Like and then I'm I'm incredibly good at forgiving. Like I'm incredibly good at letting it go. Yeah. So like want will be like, well, you know that thing I did two days ago and I'm like, I don't remember what we're talking about. So I'm good at forgiving, but I, I'm not good. I think I haven't been good at the way I approach things. So I would mm. what I would say would be clear, but my tone would be quite hostile. So mm. he's been quite good at, at saying, like, you have to come down to a five or I'm not going to hear you. Mm. And so it, it, but it's helped me in every area of my life to just respond in a more calm way yes. and just to be really aware of my tone, not what I'm doing, but how I'm doing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's also helped me to be, like, more willing, like, not to, like, I think before because I'm I'm incredibly decisive he's helped me to be willing to consider that there's other options and that there's other ways you know it doesn't mm. have to be done this way at this time like yes. so I think he's helped me a lot with willingness and with like my responses mm-hmm.
3: and to you, be less reactive and good. The, in this in the way that you are uh very you know just real push through even if And a lot of times you don't even realize that your energy is drained. You'll still push through. I'm sort of the opposite where I'm more conservative. And Mia jokes and says, if you don't want to do something, you just will not do it someone will invite us to something and I'll just, if I don't feel like I'll just say no.
2: Like his pet hate is <laughs> a co-ed baby shower. Like he just refuses to go to co-ed baby showers. That's He's right. just like, no, it's just, he goes, the- no that's, like, he goes, no, that is for you and your girlfriends to go to and drink tea and, and pass around a onesie because I'm not doing it. Like.
3: <laughs> but uh, you've, you've actually helped me to become more <laughs> willing and to expand my capacity. Mm -hmm. to do things that I don't feel like doing and a lot of times sometimes I'll do things do things that I don't want to do and I do end up resenting it and then sometimes I'll do things that I don't want to do and I see how much it means to the person and I'm so glad i did. like oh wow I can I don't remember what it was we did something for someone the other day we went to see my grandmother for Mother's Day so yeah we
2: flew to Greensboro that was just like they were supposed
3: to come to us they got busy
2: and so Jerome was like well that's a pass we didn't have to do anything for Mother's (laughs) Day now and I was like we're going to see your
3: grandparents So, specifically my grandmother but my whole family and it just I could tell that was that interaction was the highlight of every year and it meant so much to her Mm -hmm. and so I'm just so grateful that you pushed me to do that and we did it um what a gift because that's
0: not your family and I think that's so beautiful to like encourage you know our spouse to be close with their family and to really pour into those relationships. Just the older you get, I think the greatest gift we can give is time. Yeah. yeah. Time.
3: Also, think all the stuff that God's given her, um, I get access to, and all the stuff God's given me, I get access
0: to. Yeah. To become one, baby. Yeah. Man, people tell me and my husband we start looking alike. Somebody on vacation asks us if, if we're brother and sister. I'm oh like, no,
3: That's what we're looking
0: alike.
2: <laughs> like man, you know, to you become one. You get you it don't all, don't, baby. Don't you like. don't no we don't you, you, total you're, twins, no, you're guys total twins you Wait, you just wait it is, he's got he's beautiful. got like jesus eyes and my eyes are like like don't bother me <laughs> no
0: they're not you're so you're hilarious by the way i mean I could, <laughs> do you just laugh all day
2: long jordan oh, yeah. I, ch- I was a chubby kid who played the tuba with cystic acne i had to survive it some way and it was through humor well you're um, beautiful. So you are gorgeous. Oh, so like, the lesson there is like I, I just felt like maybe I was like as a kid I was always like nobody knows this but I'm just in my hidden season. <laughs>
3: don't pick too early. That's right. I'm going to
2: emerge. Don't pick too early. No one's going to I pick. do
0: think that's hard. Uh, we have twins and I think that there's it's when you're in a twin triplets, you know, God bless your mother's a saint. Um but there is just a natural competition of like the same age and you try as a parent to like mm-hmm. We're not comparing, but it's just—it's hard. It's yeah. hard, you know, because there's there's always the, the different personalities, and you're in the same grade, and you're doing a lot of the same things, and so. You
2: know one thing that my mom did for us that was actually just really helpful.
0: Give me all the wisdom.
2: Well, she just didn't. She she tried not to come under the the pressure of it has to be equal all the time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so are be different be, people. Well, there's going to be moments where like she celebrates what you know, my sister Keziah, and there's going to be moments where she celebrates my sister Diana, and then there's going to be moments where she celebrates me. And mm-hmm. I think when you're a kid, you feel like you can take that really personally, but I just think it's, it doesn't teach your kids anything good to be like, everything yeah. has to be like completely even all the time. Like really? God, God doesn't have any favorites, but he definitely does like enjoy us all differently. You know, yeah. he definitely does love us uniquely.
0: And that's life. Like you need to learn that life is not, like we do not believe in participation trophies at this house. I'm like, listen, you didn't win. Yeah,
2: you participation
0: trophies. It. No, we don't want it. Like yeah. you got to, you know, not everybody's the winner because
2: like life isn't always equal, right? I love that. I love that. i also never dressed us the same.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mine are boy girl, so they're. It's so you're
2: set, you're golden.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they still like it's with grades. I'm like, listen, it, it, it does This it does not
2: matter. This is not important. So at least, but- at least like, they can tell them apart at your school. When I was a kid, they couldn't tell us apart. So they gave us all the exact same grades, exact same words, <laughs> exact same everything. And I was ticked because I was really good at English. Like my sister's mom, and I got like, I don't know, like a B plus or something. And I was like, that is nonsense. I've got to know. That is not my work. And like, I was like this. And then my mom went up to school and she's like, what's the situation here? And they were like, well, we just couldn't tell the girls apart. So we want to be fair. And mom's like, how is that fair? And then so she then took us out of school and put us all in separate schools.
0: That is wild. I mean, people do ask us all the time if they're identical. I'm like, they're a boy and a girl. The plumbing is different. Identical <laughs> means all the same.
2: Like, yeah. yes, planning's different I don't think you know what identical means. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That,
0: Mama. Well, let's just say one, one thing we always like to ask our guests is, how would you tell our so we're girl water your grass? How would you say that you're watering your grass in your marriage in this season of your life or personally? But it's well, I mean, so, we've so an irrigation
2: out. system put in at our house, so we're really <laughs> watering the grass right now and it's incredibly green.
3: <laughs> we saw
0: that's so funny! Mm-hmm. But what do you do to keep your marriage healthy and how are you watering it?
3: Uh, communication
2: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that sounds cliche, but mm-hmm. it's so good yeah
2: and you know we um we we don't try and have like this like you know we have our own personal relationships with god we're not sitting down and trying to do a bible study together every morning we have our own relationships with god but we we, we definitely talk about what god's doing in our lives together a lot we mm. definitely dream together a lot mm-hmm. and we definitely ask questions and try and have vision for each other's stuff you know mm. i think even when you get married like it's it's easy to just have vision for your stuff still and like be married to someone,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but to like offer it to them and to start to have vision for their stuff. Like Jordan now speaks music language and I now speak city planning government language. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I've incredibly into politics the last two years, not because I wanted to, but because my mm-hmm. husband's into that because mm-hmm. he works for government. Yeah. you know? And it's amazing when you start investing in mm-hmm. what matters to somebody else how much joy it'll give you and how much it creates like even greater intimacy. So I would say like, have vision for your lives, but have vision, have vision together, you know, and if you're single, don't forget to have vision for your Mm -hmm. life. You know, don't forget to have vision for what you want your marriage to look like. Don't forget to have vision for what you want your career to look like. Don't forget to have vision like for like what you want your kids to look like.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. And, and dream with God, you know, there's, Mm -hmm.
3: I think also I just was thinking, I think the biggest area that I've been able to water the grass of our relationship is listening to what you have to say and actually putting it into practice. So like, I feel like almost there are so many interactions in the Bible where people will say to God, well, I did this, 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 and this. And God says, well, I didn't ask you to do those things, even though they're good. I wanted you to do this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's everything about, my own uh, relationship with God and progress I make in our relationship comes from that. It's, it's not doing all these things that even the church might tell you to do or that other people or some book told you to do, but what did God actually tell you to do? And it's usually very simple. You just do those things. My relationship Mm -hmm. with God is great. Same with Mia. I mean, sometimes she'll go out of town and I want to show her, um, you know, how much she matters to me by doing things around the house. And she'll come home and say, you did everything except for the one thing I asked you to do. Yeah. So,
2: well, that, that was in the beginning of our marriage, like, <laughs> I, would, I would go away and I'd say, just keep up with the laundry. And I'd come home and he's like mop the floor and like like clean the windows. Vacuum. And, and then but the laundry's piled. So well, because like, there's, <laughs>
3: there's so much noise on like, totally. from, all, you know, friendships and books and relationship yeah. books and all these podcasts and everything of like, this is what you're supposed to do.
2: No. Um, yeah and I then it gets in your head too much information is like a real problem i would say this like like take advice off people who have fruit that you want mm. because mm. i'm like if they don't have fruit that you want why are you listening to them yeah yes. so you kind of started cutting out the noise and saying like mm. i'm gonna learn i'm gonna learn what matters and i'm gonna listen to people that have good fruit right and we kind of both did that so like know? one of my buddies
3: said once because you really want to take care of your Marriage, you need to take your wife on a vacation once a month, and I,
2: Start having I started attacks. having panic attacks.
3: I'm like I don't know how to execute this, and finally I just I came to me all frazzled. I was like, I don't, I can't do it. I can't take you on vacation once a month. And I know I'm you like, want what to. Are you t- yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want, I don't want that. I um, want my
2: sweatpants, right? Yeah,
3: I want to, yeah. I want to go to breakfast on Saturday morning. Yeah, breakfast on Saturday So, so now
2: he takes <laughs> me to
0: the every
3: yeah. Saturday
0: morning. We still do that. Six kids, yeah. they're like Saturday mornings. Mom and Dad are gone. I yeah. love it.
2: I love yeah, it. I think just to wrap wrap up, like I think it's a it's a really good thing to like get wisdom from certain things, even from podcasts, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like there is there is no formula, and I think Christians so badly want a formula. And yeah. they say, so "I want to copy somebody else's formula because then they have the framework to do it. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to step out in faith and listen to God and have to follow Him into the unknown." Mm-hmm. And God wants to do it uniquely for you. Whatever it is you're believing for, whatever it is you're you're, you're contending for, God wants to do it uniquely. For you mm. and he wants to he has a story that is just all your own and it's between you and him and the whole point is it's it's meant to be your testimony we don't need another testimony that's the exact same as somebody else's testimony to be yeah. honest i would hate it if somebody like messaged me and said like oh i met my husband and it was the exact same story as me i would say like Man, no like, it's not how cheap you know like yeah. how cheap when god wanted to give you something awesome mm. the greatest thing is like it's just understanding how how, um, just special God wants to make it for you yeah. Yeah. and being willing to step out using like principles that you maybe you've learned, but like saying, what are you doing, God? And how do I partner with you?
0: Mm, So good. We're going to leave it right there because God's dreams over us really are so much bigger than our own. And we just are so grateful for you all and sharing your story and giving people hope and just encourage you to hold on to hope. And at the end of the road, that's where faith comes in. Step out on faith. And yeah. he will show you that his, his dreams really are so much bigger. So thank you all so much for being here. And we'll see you next week under a While You're grass.